the Because of Summer Camp podcast, unearthing the deep-rooted lessons that camp actually teaches kids. Come find our show notes at camphacker.tv. Hello, and welcome to our show. This is Because of Summer Camp, Episode 2, recorded on the 5th of February, 2014. Today's topic, Camp Teaches Kids Grit and Resilience, with guest Adam Brown. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes or use the free Stitcher app. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Because of Summer Camp show, where we look to unearth the deep-rooted lessons that camp actually teaches kids. I'm Matt Hansberger, and at camp they call me Iskis. And I'm Ian Patton, and at camp they call me Array. Today joining us, we have Adam, or Taps, Brown. How's it going today, Adam? Uh, it's going just fine. How are you guys? I'm doing excellently, Iskis. I'm doing really well. It's, it's a snowy one out there today. <laughs> yeah, it's coming down pretty hard out here right now, too. Well, uh, why don't we tell, just, just for some context, where is everyone coming from today? As in, like, I'm, I'm here broadcasting from the lovely Waterloo. Very nice. I am in Hamilton, Ontario, in my luxury apartment. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to go to work today, and in fact, I'm working from home, but we got so much snow that the road to my office is closed, so here I am. Wow, that's a lot of snow. I don't think we have that much snow yet. I haven't ventured out of the basement yet. I'm at, I'm at home in Peterborough, Ontario, where the snow banks are as tall as me, so it's, it's really kind of difficult to get very far anyways. So. <laughs> we'll stay inside where it's warm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so uh, Adam, we're really happy to have you on the show today. Can you share with us a bit about yourself and your history at summer camp? Sure. Um, I almost never went to camp as a kid, so summer camp was sort of foreign to me. I think I did one week of day camp in like the township where I was living when I was growing up, and then one week of um, real camp. That's not maybe as pejorative as it sounds, but uh, one week at Glenmore, which is now Cairn, um, when I was like 12, and then I didn't go to camp at all after that until I joined staff my first year when I was 18. And I spent the next 11 summers doing that. Wow, that's really cool. And uh, what are you up to today? What are you up to nowadays? Uh, well, when I left Cairn after 2009, I joined a company called AdventureWorks. And AdventureWorks builds ropes courses, and we do adventure programming because we think it's important. We think that it teaches people important lessons in life and teaches them to be contributing members in their society and their communities. Um, so that's what I do, and my, my main role is split between providing ropes course training and uh, working with clients to understand their needs and do some, some service salesy stuff. Very cool. Uh, well, so, oh, go for it, Ray. <laughs> so the topic we're talking about today is grit and resilience. Um, and so just for a little bit of context on grit and resilience, um, what I think grit and resilience means is the ability to uh, revisit a challenge without losing esteem or kind of keeping that same drive as you approach a challenge time after time if you don't kind of finish the challenge the first time around. Yeah, absolutely. And one, one thing that as soon as I thought or as soon as Adam suggested that we talk about grit and resilience and that he wanted to talk about that, I, it made me think back to my time as uh, an LIT director and a head counselor where I would uh, on my soapbox tell them that there is really no such thing as failure. 
um, or at least failure in the mindset of like the game over, it's all over, there's no hope. Um, because every experience that you get is a gathering of material, uh, physical and mental tools uh, to be able to take a situation and approach it the next time to get closer to our goals. And Array said, uh, it's, or sorry, as you said, it's about taking the learning experiences uh, and not the loss of self-esteem. So just taking those learning experiences and, and really bouncing back uh, and into your next attempt. Nice. That's really smart. Uh, so, so Adam, you wanted to talk about this uh, today, which is really exciting. So I'd like to know what the concept of grit and resilience means to you personally. Uh, I think it's two things, probably. Um, and I think they're both really important. Uh, I think one is sort of the physical side of things are hard and life tends to be hard, whether it's health challenges or moving or whatever you're doing. Um, Grit and resiliency plays into how you approach things when they're going to be physically challenging. Uh, but I think just as important or even more difficult is the social side, where grit and resiliency is about um, your esteem, like you were talking about your self-belief and um, someone's ability or my ability to, to stay focused um, and optimistic about what I'm attempting. So I think grit and resiliency is often about, you know, not just bouncing back from adversity, but starting something that's going to be hard in the first place. Absolutely. It's about going into that mindset, just not being uh, fearful, or going into, going into what you know is challenging and um, wearing the Superman S on your chest a little bit. Right, or at least under your shirt, like a self <laughs> that, you know, you can do it and you can do things that are hard. And I think there's lots of ways that camp helps teach that lesson very specifically. Which right. leads us pretty well right to our next kind of thing to talk about is, I'm curious about how you saw resiliency being taught at camp or grit taught at camp. I think in all sorts of ways. Uh, one of my favorite stories ever is actually something that, I wasn't really a part of. I was on a canoe trip with Cairn, sitting at a portage. We had just finished eating a snack, and down the path came this, I don't know, 11, 10-year-old girl from um, another camp, and they were on a canoe trip, and she was soloing a big Grumman canoe, which is like a 50-pound aluminum canoe. And uh, behind her, carrying all the paddles, is this, like, bearded, scruffy-looking tripper, tripper who was one of their trip leaders. And the girl got to the end of the portage, and he helped her put the canoe down, and he just looks at me, and he's like, just like a bumblebee. No one told the bumblebee they couldn't fly. And apparently, if you look at, like, the physiology of bumblebees, they shouldn't be able to fly. Their mass-to-weight, or their strength-to-weight ratio is just way off. And so for him, he's just like, you know, no one told this girl she probably couldn't do this, so she tried it, she could. Uh, which for me has always been just like a touchstone moment of I got to witness someone else teaching a really important lesson. Um, and I, I think about that quite often when I'm teaching people to do things that are hard. Like, you know, one of the things I do is teach people to climb poles and do hands-free work in midair. So that can <laughs> sometimes seem really challenging and you just have to start. Yeah. And that's good. I think the one of the ways that we do that really well at camp, and from what I've, I've experienced at least, is that we we let people um, experience without without doubting them. We give them that 
that context of the you can do this. This is this is something completely achievable. Before we say that, hey, this is going to be hard, but you can do it. It's a it's a you can do it first mentality. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the secrets to doing effective experiential programming, I think, is um, asking people to do things even if you don't know they're possible, um, because you don't know what the strengths of other people might be. So just letting them play with it, and often you're quite surprised. Yeah, I think I think that opportunity is a really good word for uh, these moments, is that we give the opportunity without necessarily knowing what the consequence or what the end goal is going to be, and I think that's a fantastic way that camp really works towards uh, building resiliency. Absolutely. Um, I was at the Ontario Camps Association conference this past week, and uh, one of their keynote speakers was this woman named Allison Schaefer, who is a parenting expert, and you know, you see her on city TV and um, in newspapers all the time, especially in Canada. She's like the go-to parenting expert for the media. And she was giving a keynote address about, about camp and why it's important. And one of the things she said that was pretty funny is she talked about how she grew up on a farm and had pet rabbits, and she was raising them so that they could eat them later. Um, and she was saying, you know, kids don't have pets like that very often anymore. And one of her points is that camp staff are paid to make things tough on kids. Um, kids don't get to rely on their parents. They don't get to phone home. If they don't like the food, no one's going to make them a special meal. Um, so camp sort of provides that place where children are forced to confront some things and struggle with some things. And she said the rest of life is too easy for children. They don't eat their pets anymore. <laughs> a morbid but hilariously true uh, metaphor there. That's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I want to know, uh, Adam, why you volunteered, why, why this topic specifically um, spoke to you to speak with us today. Uh, well, you sort of asked me to consider a list of topics, and this one jumped out probably because I had just come from that keynote and I was mm -hmm. thinking about uh, grit and resiliency. But when I look back, the things that make me successful in the work I do now are really about grit and resiliency and uh, trying not to give up, or at least trying to start, even if you don't know you can finish. Um, yeah, like the rest of life is really hard, and there are things that seem insignificant to others that are really hard for you and for me, um, but that self-belief that, you know, I've done hard things before, and I can probably do it again, I think that's really, that's really key. That's how you're able to be successful when things are hard. And since, since we kind of talked about how it relates to what you're doing today, what what did uh, is there anything specific that sticks out to you that camp really fostered that sense of grit and resiliency in you? Was there a specific moment or um, a growing through your 11 years at camp where grit and resilience was really driven into you? I think grit and resilience are hard things to teach, at least intentionally. I don't think there's something that um, a leader or a camp staff person or a counselor can give to someone else. So I think that's mm -hmm. why, that's one of the reasons why it's so important is because it's so hard to earn. It's like experience in a way. Um, so probably two things. Uh, one is a number of years ago when um, Karen was sort of taking its first steps into coming together as five separate camping programs. Um, we were opening a new wilderness site on the property and 
there was one road that linked the kitchen and the, <laughs> the central Glenmore site with uh, the wilderness site at Iona. And that road got washed away in the second or third week of May. Um, so we had summer camp campers arriving July 1st and no way to, you know, get food to them or um, get to them except by boat or by car. And both of those were sort of out of the question because of the length involved. You had to drive way around to get there. Um, so we had no road. We had no budget money to fix the road. We had no time. Uh, and we didn't really know how to do it. So we just started. And I think because we had no choice but to finish, uh, we got there. So I remember sitting with um, my co-director at the time saying, I don't know how to do this. I, like, I have no idea. And uh, it just sort of happened. You start something and you apply forward momentum and things just keep happening. Um, and so I, I look back on that a lot and think, you know, when I'm in that situation again, I'm going to have more self-belief because I've done something that was really hard and I didn't know how to do before. That's really cool. Yeah. And it talks a little bit about self-esteem too, which I think we're going to tie in a little bit later as well. Um, but we're going to move a little bit forward on to uh, more application to kind of the outside world or the real world outside of camp. Um, or whatever the real world is. <laughs> so <laughs> um, what we're going to talk about a little bit is we're going to talk about how it kind of applies to the real world and how the world would look different if everybody kind of learned this lesson or all the people in the real world learned this lesson from camp. Right. So, Iskis, would you like to start us off a little bit on that? Yeah, sh sure. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's hard to, to break yourself from the concept that uh, of saying like, oh, if everyone learned to suck it up, then everyone would be less of a sucky baby. <laughs> but it's, I, I think in reality, uh, having grit and resilience, uh, I, I went from the direction of what the world would look like if everyone had grit and resilience and had this sense. Um, and I think that it would promote mental health and it would, or it would promote, it would increase mental health uh, with people because we, we've talked about... Um, how things seem unachievable and they seem way bigger than us. So Adam, you were talking about the road and how that that just seemed completely kind of, it was out of your element, you'd never done anything like that before. Um, and as my time as a Don, or uh, for those of you not familiar with Don, RA, residence advisor, being, um, being available to help out first year students and residents, there's a lot of times when students would come to me um, and say that, you know, this is too big for me, this, this university thing, this assignment, this essay, um, it, it's way too big for me and I can't, I can't handle it, I can't deal with it. And then with getting them to take the first step, when that first step didn't work out the way they had planned, uh, or, and, and I mean, I, I say they, but I think it's all, it happened to us all the time, that if that first sense of failure or not achieving your goal comes, you want to just throw your textbook out the window and completely yeah. abandon your your goals because it's it's too hard and you've taken one step and demonstrated that it's too hard so it's a uh, that's a sense where we just give up. So what I think is that we already you talked about self esteem. So grit and resilience uh, helps you to keep your self esteem intact enough to try again. Um, and then I mean it comes with reflection and uh, realizing the tools you didn't have, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, having that resilience will get you to that next step of trying again with more tools and tech. So I think if, if everyone had that, 
then we would see people uh, not being so deflated easily by by a sense of failure. So, I, and I think that uh, that has a huge tie to mental health and how happy we are. And, I mean, everyone wants to be happy. That's what it all comes back to, right? So, Very nice. And do you see? I think both of you fellows are working sort of at universities or in universities. Do you see students arriving? equipped with those skills of, you know, I can do this, I can overcome this, or is it something that they need reminded of? Is it something that they are totally unequipped with? Like, what's what's the general, what are people presenting with if you want to be doctors about it? <laughs> that's, that's interesting, um, because I'm in this funny program called Ecological Restoration, where um, it's kind of joint between two different uh, buildings or two different universities, and um, uh, one of the like the coordinator of the program approached me and a couple of my peers who are now in uh, the upper year to talk to some of the people in the first year uh, in their first or second years because they're really down on themselves because they feel like they can't do it because it's a it's not necessarily the easiest program because there's a little bit of um, expectation there's cutoffs and there's challenges that you're approached with so uh, it's funny because I feel that sometimes they do need to be reminded I think that students and young people sometimes don't necessarily have resilience right off the bat. So I think that it, it is definitely something that um, I, I at least have had to remind people of and remind myself of to, uh, <laughs> to not right. just, you know, throw my textbook out the window. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, when your whole body is screaming at you to pull the chute, quit, and go home. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there. I think that um, you see that a lot, too. And for, for me, especially, I'm really blessed to go to a school like Laurier, uh, sorry, Wilfrid Laurier University, who, where there's literally support services at, around every corner, uh, and not just your peers and your dawn, uh, but in terms of uh, mental health on campus, it, it's, it's huge. We have, like, task force and individual counselors, grief counselors, performance anxiety counselors, and, um, and everyone has open-door policies. So the, the whole school is an open door. Um, and I think part of that is realizing, part of, grit and resilience is realizing that you have more than just yourself. If, if you feel like you don't have the tools, that there's someone else there to help you. So I think students, um, going back to your question, I think that sometimes we just don't realize all the tools uh, and what's accessible to us in terms of um, helping us develop that self-esteem and uh, realizing that we don't, just because your, your goal might have been or you might have this mindset, oh, I have to complete this project by myself, or I'm all on my own with this essay, or I'm all on my own with this road that has been washed away, realizing that you have people that are going to either give you some more tools or people there to, like you said, Adam, take that first step with you. Um, and I think one of the things we know about resiliency is that it's a very social thing. And I think that's one of the powers of social networks. Like, if I were and I'm not... If I were like some crazy hella skier or some crazy climber and I just come down from a climb that no one saw me do, the first thing I do is I post it on Facebook. And I think that's a really natural human thing to want to do. And I think it builds resiliency because when you have an audience, when you have a shared experience with your friends, your classmates, your cabin mates, they can remind you later of, you know, this is hard, but don't you remember when you were awesome at that other thing? So, you know, your whole sense of self-worth and self-esteem doesn't have to come from what you're doing right now. You can draw on your past experiences, and if you forget, the people around you can remind you. Absolutely. 
Uh, Ray, did you want to speak to the topic of why it's important, for, why resiliency is important for the real world? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, I think that uh, in order to succeed and in, in accomplish the meaningful things in life that we're all looking to kind of accomplish, because let's face it, everybody wants to do cool things that are meaningful and powerful. Um, I think that in order for them to be meaningful and powerful, I think that sometimes you have to have resiliency. So I think that if the world was filled with people who had resiliency, and if everybody had the lessons of resiliency, and everybody was using the resources of other people um, to their advantage, I think that people would accomplish uh, more meaningful things that they want to accomplish. Because the meaningful things in life are through challenges, and it, that's how we build meaning behind things, is having challenges and things that aren't necessarily easy um, for us to accomplish. Yeah, I think that's really well put. I think it, it also speaks to entitlement a little bit. We were talking about that earlier, Ray, um, and how sometimes we feel like uh, we're entitled to have things served up to us, and I think that, that completely breaks resiliency. I, I think so, too. Um, I think that if people don't, like, if I was to just expect to have meaningful, cool, powerful things happen in my life, <laughs> not and uh, not be willing to put forward that effort, and then maybe not meet the goal the first time, and then put forward the effort again. Um, I think that resiliency sometimes is a little bit uh, of the opposite, almost of um, apathy or. Yeah, I think you're totally. I think you hit it right on the head, Array. Like many things in life are hard and still worth doing, <laughs> and. You know, if you only attempt things that are easy, you're likely not going to accomplish anything new or exciting or meaningful. So having having some stuff in your back pocket to remind you of, hey, I can do tough things, having a supportive network to, I don't know, who maybe went on a camp canoe trip with you and saw you survive the horrific rainstorm, like those people are going to remind you that you're tougher than you think. Absolutely. Uh, Adam, is there anything more you want to add to that about the real world and Britain? I don't know. I think our brains play tricks on us, and I think that the hard times really are hard and kind of terrible when you're in them, but when you look back on them, you remember the best things about them. Like, everyone's been on that camping trip or that family vacation where it rained the whole time and your tent got flooded and your sleeping bag, like, floated away, <laughs> food got lost, and... When you look back, that's the trip you remember. You don't remember the, the sunny day lounging in the middle seat of a canoe. You remember, you know, setting up your tent in the pouring rain and climbing inside. And so I think that hard things are worth doing for a lot of reasons. I think there's intrinsic value. And I think that um, being more resilient and gritty and sort of tenacious about it um, will allow you to do some cool things that you want to do. Sure. Uh, and I think that's, that's a perfect segue to the last part of the show. Um, so I, I think we'll, we'll let you lead things off when we get to our uh, tangible takeaways, Adam. But uh, just to give some context, so uh, our tangible takeaways is a way that we're going to be wrapping up every uh, Because of Summer Camp podcast. And these tangible takeaways are meant uh, for you, the listeners or the watchers, if you're checking this out on camphacker.tv. Uh, you can take what we're going to be giving you. They're going to be small, they're going to be achievable, things that you can do 
um, before the next podcast is released. So you're going to have about two weeks in between uh, each podcast to try and take one or all three uh, of these little lessons, these little challenges, and adopt them into your life. And we, we've, uh, we've asked uh, Adam to come up with one, and each week myself and Ray are going to come up with one too to give you. So um, you were, you were almost getting to it. I, I could see that you are itching to, to jump into that, Adam. So please, please share your tangible takeaway. <laughs> sure. Mine's easy. Um, and I think simple, straightforward, and I think speaks to what resiliency is because none of the three of us, even though there's some gifted people on this podcast, can give you resiliency, but we can help you to remember the challenges that you overcome. Um, so my tangible takeaway for you is take a moment and list the two or three most challenging things you've ever done successfully. Um, once you've done that, you know, ask yourself, why were they hard? How did you get through it? And how do you feel about yourself looking back? Like when I look back at moments in my life that were really tough that I got through successfully, I look back and I feel really good about myself. Um, and I think that's just a list to keep in your back pocket for the next time that life presents you with something that you don't know how to do. Absolutely, I think that's that's awesome and and definitely achievable. Now, and, and that's a great, it's kind of a great segue into mine. Uh, so my tangible takeaway this week is it, it's kind of a two-parter. Uh, so when I was at camp uh, in I think my first year being the LIT director, so in 2010, I stumbled upon uh, a book, and it was called it's. I don't told it's a shameless plug. I don't know Susan Jeffers, Jeffries, uh, Jeffers, yeah, Jeffers. Uh, and but so I'm, I'm not trying to plug her work, but this book was a huge game changer for me and how I looked at resiliency. Um, and we talked about it a bunch of times here about how you uh, you are a resilient person naturally, and you've gotten through tough situations before. And I think that's huge. Um, to remember, and the way that the, the book coins it is, as you can handle this, because you've handled so much before already. I mean, uh, look at like the times that have been traumatic. You've, you've went through high school, uh, which on its own might have been a traumatic experience for you, or you've gone through the transition of going from high school to post-secondary, or uh, post-secondary to the workforce. Those are things that a lot of us uh, go through as it is, or if you've gone through a breakup, or um, a really tough canoe trip, or anything like that. You can, you've handled that. You're still here today. Uh, you've taken learning experiences from it, and you can do all the reflecting uh, you need to. But the bottom line is that you can handle these things. So when you're when you're facing a situation, even if you've not, never done it before, you can get through it, and you will be able to handle it. It might not be the exact way that you uh, that you planned on getting through it, and it might be a, a learning experience, and you might have to show grit, resiliency to to jump back into it, but you absolutely can uh, jump into it. So my my tangible takeaway is to have that uh, I can handle this mentality. And handle doesn't mean I'm going to knock this out of the park right away, but handling it means that I'm going to get through this and I'm going to work on it. Um, and on the uh, blog that you're going to find on camphacker.tv, uh, I'll post the Amazon link. Um, and Aray showed me a really cool new website. Uh, called Abe, Abe Books, and you can get this book for about a dollar, a uh, dollar to six bucks with shipping, and it, it's it's worth every 100 pennies that you're going to spend on it. That's a lot of pennies. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, the tangible takeaway that I came up with, um, it talks a lot about what Adam was talking about earlier in terms of uh, resiliency being a social thing and the power of uh, humans want to be social in uh, in resilience. 
Um, so what my challenge for you this, this podcast is uh, to think about other people that are facing challenges in your life and how you can support them and how you can help them be resilient in their challenges. So I challenge you to be that person that says, hey, remember that time you did that awesome thing? So that's what I look for you to do uh, for this tangible takeaway. That's great. It all comes back to it being a supportive community for other people. I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, all right, so that brings us to the end of our podcast, and uh, we want to thank you, Adam, for coming and joining us and speaking. Is there is there uh, any way that people can reach out to you to talk about anything we've uh, no. mentioned today? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure, absolutely. My Twitter handle is below, and I work for uh, AdventureWorks, which is adventureworks.org. And for those of you not watching the podcast, just in case you're just listening, um, Adam's, Adam's Twitter handle is at ADM Brown. All right. Uh, and as always, you can uh, follow us on the camphacker.tv website, and uh, please leave some comments in the show notes or leave some comments on the YouTube page, and we'd love to hear from you and hear what you had to, uh, or what you thought of the podcast, and you can even share with us the results of your tangible takeaway and how that uh, how that went for you. I, I would personally love to hear it. Absolutely. I love continued discussion, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks again, everyone, for joining us, and uh, thanks for the great show, and thanks for the evening, friends. We'll see you next time. The Because of Summer Camp podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultant. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.